Joel's got a bigger <laughs> interface than both of us and a better mic than both of us. Do you and actually do music, Joel? No. No, not at all. Exactly. This is depressing. This is why I'm so confused. I can do um I do I do voiceovers. That's my that's my thing. No. Okay. So are you I gonna just... be on Fiverr and you're gonna just like be like old man with English <laughs> yeah. voice? In a world <laughs> where he's gonna end up on those videos where somebody goes, I asked fifteen people to do this on Fiverr. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. And then he's like... gonna get slated for sounding like awful. <laughs> but anyways. <clears throat> Hello yeah. guys. Hello, how are Welcome you? Welcome to episode four. Of Thank the Low Expectations me. podcast, we we actually have a guest today. Hello, we have. Would you, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure thing. Why not? My name is Sylvan Kawiak. I am also a filmmaker like these young ones. Young ones. Um, <laughs> even though I'm the youngest. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be fun. Yeah. So. I'm really excited about this because it just means that I don't have to sit and listen to Angus waffle on for an hour. Wow. Um, we can actually have like a proper conversation. And <laughs> With people who know what they're talking about in comparison to me. <laughs> um, but just as a, like, like every week, we will just do our, our little, little segments before we jump into chatting with the lovely Sylvan. Our beautifully curated um, segments. And what's the, what's the first one, Angus? Um, well, I set you a little challenge last week, didn't I? Mm, um, again? Again. Um, to watch... What film was it again? It was... How, how How do you not know which film you... Oh, it was The King. <laughs> it was The King. Don't worry. Great. Yep. Um, so I set you the challenge to watch The King on Netflix. So you're going to give me your thoughts now. Honest thoughts. Yeah. I, Honest. I'm not going to lie. Okay, um, I don't want your honest thoughts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was all right. Okay. Like, it was, like, the, the that's, cinematography that's was great. That's Joel's code for it was crap. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Right. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know until the end that it was actually produced by Brad Pitt. Yes, it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, cool. That's a, that was an interesting little fact that I found out. What did you think about the cinematography? Yeah, that's the only thing that I really look at in films. Um, right. I, I think it was really nice, actually. You like, just reminded me how much I don't want to go to the cinema with you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you enjoy the um, film? Wow, the camera angles were great. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, actually, speaking of, the the camera angles and especially the one takes were beautiful. Mm, like, There's quite a few, isn't there? Was, there? Yeah, well, there was two that I really noticed, which was obviously the first shot, um, yeah. which is like beautiful just like coming into the film and stuff like that but the the main one was in in the main fight scene where you where well, like they're all like there's what probably thousands it's of people there it's just like a there. huge like and mosh pit yeah, with like, swords yeah right. and like the the amount of like organization and stuff for yeah. that to be pulled off and it's like i can't i didn't i should have actually like timed it in how how long it took but it it went on for a good like two three four minutes five I, minutes maybe i love that film i don't know what it was it was just a a little niche thing that popped up on my netflix once and i think it's because i watched quite a few films with uh, the lead timothy chalamet in so i think it popped up and was like oh yeah i'll watch that and i loved it i thought it was really really well put together i love the color of it the color is so like gritty Mm. and like yeah it's really beautiful um and i guess i like the storyline you can't hate the storyline it's a true (laughs) storyline um yeah i think i think that's the thing that got me is like i kind of got a little bit lost midway right. um 
And I think it was mainly because because they told the story like perfectly to a T. Yeah. Um, I just had a bit of like a, I don't know. I think I I get I get drawn in by like the really like new and creative stories that kind of have yeah. a bit of a twist to them. Whereas yeah, I get that because this was like a pretty like I was I was reading some stuff about it from people who actually knew what they were talking about and <laughs> they they were basically saying that it's literally just like to the T like a perfect representation of everything yeah. that went on. So yeah. I think that's potentially where where I got lost. Um, but overall, yeah, like I wasn't, I wasn't like, as I said, I wasn't a massive fan of the actual like story. And like, I think, I think it could have been, it could have, well, yeah, I, all I'm saying is it could have been shorter. I think, right, I think okay. there was at some points it really dragged out. I but, think coming back to our conversation from a few weeks ago, I think it's one of those films where actually, I'm not sure Netflix was the right platform for it. I think it could have, yeah. it could have either made a more more money or been a better film if it had been released in a cinema because with that experience around you and with the you know with a certain kind of with you know surround sound and a big screen and stuff like that i think it would have been a lot more immersive than me watching it on my laptop in bed so yeah for sure um yeah i think yeah okay well i've got overall i will give it i know what not to recommend you in future yeah i'll i'll give it a half stamp of my next recommendation for you this week yes um, is another series. I know you love series. Oh. Now, this is actually quite a new one, and you like The Politician. So I okay. thought, you know, might as well recommend this one. I watched it the other week. It's really, really good. Um, produced by the same guy who produced The, the Politician, Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Um, it's called Hollywood. It's a bit... Oh. Um, yeah, there's there's some very interesting bits in it. I'd love to get your th- your thoughts on it. Um, I had it on. I've had it. I've had it on my my like net. What is, what's it called? Like a Netflix. Yeah, the thing list that pops. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. I think I've you had should it watch on it. there. I think it's good. Um, it's yeah, it's very interesting. I think that that's really the only real words I can use to describe it. Um, Great. Is yeah. there is there like a have you got a rough rundown? That's what I want to hear. It's about um, it's about nineteen sixties, so p- uh, post war Hollywood. Um, okay. And about a group of people trying to make it in Hollywood, make films. Um, centers around this film that's that's a big um, controversial thing because it's the first film with a black lead, um, and so there's like protests oh, yeah. and stuff like that. It's a re- it, it, it really really well written. There's a lot of like famous cameos in it, um, like Jim Parsons who plays Sheldon on The Big Bang Theories in it. Yeah, um, there's a couple of other people you'll recognise. Um, the, the the lead is played by David Corinswet who played. The guy who dies in the politician. Yeah, yeah, I saw that in um, the trailer. And uh, Darren Chris, who's also a big actor, and then he's got, it's got Patty Lapone in it, who is like a really famous Broadway actor. So you won't have heard of her, but um, yeah, she's oh, in great. It. So yeah, there you go. That's some um, well, recommendation for me. Yeah, so I'm actually excited about this one. The, the first week where you've actually told me something that I vaguely know. I don't think the segment of. is called recommend Joel a film that he knows. I think yeah. it's recommend Joel a film that he won't know well, and he might like. Well, you failed in so that. So yeah, so it's 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 one nil. Um, t- it, no, it's it's one all then, isn't it? Because I've won all. I've won one and then I've lost the last one. So yeah. So Great. we'll see see how it goes. Sylvan's been sat here very patiently listening to us. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm enjoying not talking. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a great podcast. It's going to be fabulous. <laughs> great. Shall we get into let's get, let's get into the nitty gritty? Um, do it. Oh, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Thanks, Brighton. 
<laughs> get the, yeah, get the, that's one thing about being in a city. Amazing. Get the soundboard connected. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the first question, and I, I'm not sure if you still do it or not, but I remember about a year ago, there was a time where you were going and just throwing yourself in the sea every day. What was the thought process behind that? And do you still do it? <laughs> like, I originally was going to ask if you're asking Angus this, but never mind. It's um, definitely not about me. <laughs> no, it's definitely not about Angus. Um, yeah. So do you want me to talk about me going and see my yeah. thought process? Okay. Well, basically me and my best friend, Harry, we met, I think just before last winter before last. Mm-hmm. And before that, I've always loved the water and stuff. Um, and since we met each other, we kind of just started challenging, challenging each other to go in the sea, like as it got colder and colder. So it's not actually something I plan on doing at all. It just ended up happening. It's just one of those things. Which um, so yeah, I just I still go in the sea every winter, um, at least once a week, uh, sometimes daily, but rarely. It's, it's crazy. It's like I I, lo- I love the sea, like. I'm like super into like my surfing and stuff like that, but it's for like sure, just yeah. just running in in your boxes is just <laughs> too much for me. It's like, not on my list of things to do. Yeah, like I don't know. Every time I saw it, I was like, like I'd love to try this like once, but I do not know how you do it every day. Do you do you, do you just get accustomed to it? Is it just like oh, normal? Or? Definitely. Um, I mean, it's still like I don't think the shock of when it's really cold ever goes away. Mm. but you get so much more used to it and you start becoming more controlled about like your reactions instead of squealing about and stuff, which I used to do for sure. I would um, definitely still do that. So. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. People who aren't used to it and including myself still uh, will get like a really big reaction. Like me and Harry have done it almost two winters now and we're both still like when it's cold, like, Ooh, you know, it's proper cold in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you do get it, used to it. Uh, so, so you're going to get back into that after, after definitely. lockdown? Definitely. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to go in the sea in summer. I'm just going to wait until winter. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to come over and join oh, you Summer would be too you easy. Definitely have be to. too warm in summer. It's too warm. Yeah. It's just too easy. No, it's actually like, it's swimming in, in general in the water is just lovely. So yeah. summer will definitely be a vibe for that. Great. And yeah. so, so you said you're, you're living in Brighton now. Um, um, yeah. How, have you been there long? Is there, I, I didn't, didn't you, uh, didn't you grow up in, in America? <laughs> I didn't grow I, well, I, I was born there. I was born in okay. California, Santa Cruz. But my parents wow. had the brilliant idea. Exotic. And I, yeah. <laughs> my parents had the brilliant idea of moving to England when I was like a couple months old. So okay. never really can say I've lived in America, but I've got the green card, which is kind of handy. Little baby yeah, Sylvan. Little baby Sylvan, yeah. So so when your film career kicks off, then you should be like, yeah, I'm dipping, boys. Let's, let's head back over to the promised land. Over to Cali, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but so, so, so what was what was your like like early life like what did did you did you start did you start filming early did you do something else what was the I um I started filming I've, I've only been filmmaking for like I think I started about maybe five years ago so I haven't been like properly chucked into it for a, the longest amount of time it's definitely a decent amount of time to know enough to get by um but I've always been interested in like creative stuff I've actually been into music more than I've been into filmmaking for more of okay. my life um but yeah, like filmmaking's most in those five years has been like what's completely taken over my life and been like, wow, this is really cool. I can didn't even know I could have a career out of it. And now here I am like just about getting by. But yeah, yeah. it's like it's good fun. There's almost cool. a natural so, progression for quite a lot of people from music to video or vice, vice yeah. versa, because you, you, sort of, you see 
the the tie between them and how relatable they pair they beautifully are. and they pair really yeah. really nicely yeah yeah absolutely and ironically as well like at the moment during all this quarantine stuff where video works kind of plummeted quite badly for me personally yeah for most people except for joel obviously um, <laughs> but um i've actually been spending a lot more time making my own songs again like which i've never really done properly so it's been nice focusing on something that like feels more like to my roots so that's fun nice. uh but yeah video still still steals my heart a bit too yeah i guess you can yeah. you can kind of put it or like put them both together at some points as well especially Absolutely. especially with like music videos and even even just like little little bits and pe- like little film clips and stuff you can kind of it's, put your songs together and i guess it helps quite a lot it's really it's really interesting it's the one thing i've been really interested in diving into more because um like even just making your own film scores for like a minute instagram clip is like a super fun challenge and mm. musically obviously but also for the film and like it's like it has this it's the new in-between kind of creative mind that you have to have because it's not like you're making a film and you're making music it's like there's something in between that makes them it's the relationship that you're trying to work on yeah for sure so it's definitely um it's definitely interesting it's definitely a different challenge but it's super fun and rewarding yeah so you you said about your your little instagram clips yes (laughs) like i remember i remember when i first saw you like I originally followed you on Instagram before I knew even like, I'd ever met you in real life. So right, yeah, yeah, totally. I remember yeah. seeing you and at the, at the time I was still doing my little Instagram videos yeah. and there was like a few other people around and then I just, I just saw your stuff and I was just like, wow, like oh. this is like, this is like oh. so much better than what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, and, dude, um, don't make and me like, cry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and I think you've, you've only got better since. I remember, I remember when you you started to do like the little thumbnails where you'd have like the white line or the white bars yeah, like make fun. it all look widescreen but then you would like cut out the top so that somebody's head would be like I was like oh like how have you come up with this idea I, <laughs> I kind of want to steal it but I don't want to steal it oh man um, well I can't really take credit for that I feel like I've I've always had the idea of like playing like you know the whole letterbox thing the whole mm. widescreen thing and then you see people like sometimes just in design and everything it comes out a lot but uh yeah, it's definitely not my own idea, unfortunately. <laughs> um, Should have stolen it. I think, I think, um, I think the best, the best thing that I I see from you at the moment, at least, is your ability to like fully stay creative in in this time. And I feel like, like it, it might, I might be completely wrong, but from what I see, is like you're always still like trying to innovate ideas, and you're always trying to like keep going with what you're doing whereas like a lot of people are kind of like stopping and like having this time as like a downward spiral whereas for sure like yourself and and other people (laughs) are are kind of just taking this time as like an opportunity to get better and just to try and try new ideas and stuff like that so yeah how do you how do you stay so creative in this time well dude first thank you i really appreciate all the compliments and i feel like i don't deserve them all but thank you um (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I mean, honestly, to be completely honest, I feel like I've actually got... Sorry, there's a plane. Um, no, just, just, just roll with it. Cool. Um, to be honest, it's like, at the moment, I feel... I think the, the reason I stay so easily motivated to do my own thing and to try and come up with new ideas and stay creative during a time like this is that it's such a perfect time to really focus and hunker down on a lot of things that I've had in my mind but never had the time to really go and get, you know? Um, but yeah, I think it's also just because I, I genuinely see it as like I'm a really fortunate person in the fact that I have 
things that I'm really passionate about, such as filmmaking and music and among other things. But like, it's, I think it's actually a, unfortunately for most people, like this quarantine has been really tough, obviously, and it's been mm. a really tough time, but people are losing their jobs and also like mental health people are really struggling in a lot of ways and even in smaller ways like creatively then they're, they're lacking in things and there's like all this different stuff it's just weird for everyone but um i feel like for some people including myself there's there's sides to it which is like okay this is a really nice time to just like get really creative and really focus on certain things that make you happy and motivated you know yeah for so, sure yeah i think yeah Don't that's awesome. the question i think that will that's the sort of thing that i will try and just like kind of tell everyone is like for sure yeah. right now like this is a time where you're potentially not as busy as you used to be mm. but you can then still stay productive and potentially learn stuff that you've been wanting to learn and stuff like that so like for example like i have like i've taken up the the challenge of like learning as many of like the adobe products as possible yeah i've seen that and on instagram it's looking really cool how, well. how are you getting yeah. on with that joel <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. I think I've been I've been uh, fortunate enough to use a lot of them within a few jobs that have kind of taken over my life for the last two weeks. Nice. So I've been learning on the job, which is which is really fortunate. But that's good. I think yeah. I think right now is I I used to I used to always be like oh like I really want to learn like After Effects for example. For but, sure. But I just never have the time. I'm always like out and about filming and stuff like that. And it's like now I've just got like. A lot more time to just, mm. just sit and be like, I just want to go and make something random, and like it's yeah. they're not going to be great straight off the bat, but like I know that it's a it's a thing that if we if if I put my time and effort into it, it will get there eventually, and I'll be able Absolutely, to use it for yeah. for jobs and stuff like that. So yeah, I think I think that sort of thing is like super inspiring to see definitely in this time. So do you um, find um this is not a question for Joel, so don't answer. Um, do you find that like living in Brighton it, as as like a creative inspiration as a sense like because there's so much happening in such a vibrant city um, yeah. do you think it helps your sort of like drive and your desire to be creative like just being able to go down to the beach and be like oh great there's something I can see there because we know you know like some of your Instagram stuff for instance um, I remember you did one of of the murmuration of starlings of course, over the couple. over the West Pier, and that got like yeah. that went like that got massive. That was like it <laughs> was like it got huge. I saw it on everybody's Instagram. It was like, oh what? yeah, that, yeah. Um, a lot of good. Do you find that, that like things like that are just a constant source of creativity, or do you find sometimes you're like, oh, um, you know, I've got to find something new, or is it really is it easy for you to be able to see something and be like, oh, that's awesome. Um, I think yeah that that works hand in hand and that's kind of spot on as well it's like it's kind of the same thing I said before it's like I'm fortunate enough to, another thing I'm fortunate for is living in a place like Brighton yeah. so it's like the, the the city is I live right by the sea it's like one minute for me to go to the beach and I do often almost every day so it's like it definitely the vibrance of Brighton and like the energy of the people and how creative it is it's it's definitely a massive inspiration for like yeah even when you don't have inspiration for example you can just go to the beach like you're saying and capture like oh wow i know that it's it's starling season at the moment so i'll go and make a video of them every day yeah. so it's like things like that that really definitely help do you so ever find yourself just like going to the beach like without your camera and then running back to get it or do you always take your camera <laughs> everywhere or do you just like so because i've gone to the beach and had to go home so many times to get yeah. my camera it's it's i've learned to slowly 
just bring my camera everywhere even though don't even if i think i'm not going to use it yeah um just because it's like i know that it's happened so many times where it's just like i'm at the beach and like well this is really gorgeous and i I'm really annoyed that I don't have my camera now. So it's like, definitely have to run home. So yeah, definitely. Uh, Before I had a always. phone that could take like any kind of decent like photo yeah. or anything, it was like my camera went everywhere, even though it was like an awful camera at the time. Yeah, it was just the like, same with me. Now I've got my phone, I'm sort of, fi- I find a little bit less drive because my phone, my phone's actually ironically a better camera than my camera. So <laughs> it's like, so I'm yeah. like, I'm just sort of like, oh, I won't take my camera. I'll just use my phone if I see For it. For sure. Yeah. I mean, phones are doing great nowadays, so. Yeah. yeah do, you, do, you, do you do much on, on like your phone and stuff or is it mostly, is it mostly like camera based? Have, you, have th- you experimented with any of that? So I've thought about it a lot and I've actually, I think I've tried but failed quite a few times just because okay. it feels different, you know. It's just like mm. when you, you want to get a certain movement, it's like there's not the weight to it and little things like that that are like, what's like the mo- moment of inertia or whatever it's called when you're having a heavy camera it just helps a million times better than mm. yeah like filming around with this and like being yeah, oh, for cool. sure. <laughs> but um i've definitely tried and i think it's getting closer and closer to a point where um it's ridiculous how how like good phones are getting so mm-hmm. i definitely feel like in the future it'll be harder to want to take my camera out when you don't need to but yeah, yeah. okay that's yeah that's I think that's that's something that's we've obviously chatted on this podcast before about it but it's mm. like right now like it's it's so easy for everyone to kind of get creative and stuff if they if they're willing to put the time and Absolutely. the thought into it like you will you will get some amazing results from these these like tiny little phones it's crazy as opposed to like carrying this huge camera around and like most people do have a like a phone that has a reasonably good camera on and yeah, totally and like even even like the state like the stability and stuff like the inbuilt stabilizers on these iPhones is like is amazing and it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's so easy to yeah just just get stuff done and I think a lot of people especially like Zach Zach Lower and stuff who who you obviously know on on Instagram it's he's he's like kind of just made like a whole new wave of like a filmmaking style with these like masking and just like just shooting it yeah. on your iPhone and I've seen so many people kind of like so many. taking those ideas and putting them into their own videos and it's like especially like some of the younger guys they're all really like pushing for this idea and he's kind of just like just making a wave of new it's really cool new yeah. creatives and it's like yeah I think I think that's the that's the thing and obviously what you do as well with your your video content and stuff it inspires so many people that you then see you then see like these these new these new guys come onto the scene and obviously I've been watching your your stuff for a while but <laughs> I remember there's 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 a few that really stand out to me it was num- okay, cool. the the first one was was it was it at a zoo or something like that um zoo. it was called like the contrast of freedom oh yeah that was, was a wow yeah 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 that was uh, that was one of the first videos that I saw like other than instagram stuff um yeah that I kind of saw of your your stuff and then also recently you did the like the quarantine in Brighton one where you kind of that ran was, around yeah. and it was like the streets were empty and you kind of contrasted between sure. I think what I see the most in in your stuff is a lot of it has quite like a powerful message behind it and do, do you do you think about that before is it or is it just like a like a, I've just filmed it and it's kind of come across that way I mean, you saying that makes me really happy because that's like kind of what I strive for essentially mm. in filmmaking. It's like, I definitely feel like there's been a point where like, you know, Instagram snippets are lovely and 
they can inspire people in plenty of ways, especially depending on the video. But I also feel like there's also some limitations in terms of how much of a story you can tell. Mm. And like those two examples you had, like ironically, it's it's interesting you say the contrast of freedom because I forgot about that video so long ago. But mm. um, it's like it's always been one of the videos that stood out to me for myself because it's like wow, this one really felt like I was telling a story, and that's like really what I strive for. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely think that. It's like I'm definitely learning and slowly growing my bubble of seeing like how much I see filmmaking as possible to do different things, um, mm. especially in storytelling. So it's like I definitely, yeah, I definitely start recently, especially been thinking more about like, wow, okay, cool. This is like, you can really, you can spread some really powerful messages and that's yeah. like really appealing to me. Yeah. I think right. that's the yeah, kind I mean, of thing that people need, like especially at the moment, it's just to be able to go on Instagram and, and have their day sort of like lifted a little bit by, yeah, for sure, <laughs> by something for sure, so yeah, creative totally. and so beautifully put together. Um, and I think you do have, it's really weird because me being like such a novice to all of this stuff, like I don't really know how to describe it, but it's like there is just a way that you do things and a way that you put clips together and the way that you shoot things that just has this this constant movement style that just like, brings you in even more you're what you're constantly watching it and you're like i don't want to turn away from this the amount of times i'm scrolling through instagram to find a post or because i'm just bored or whatever and then i come across one of sylvan's videos and i'm like oh i've got to watch this now because i can't watch one bit of it oh, or like save for later or whatever and it's not just like you know i'm not just saying that because you know i could just easily just be saying that because you're here but like there is just like this way that you put things together in this and there's this sort of beauty to it um that makes it so enticing and so easy to watch but then, yeah, as Joel said, just like putting across a message behind it that that maybe mm. can help change the way people see things or the what you Definitely, know. Definitely, yeah. Um, or even just to you know, as you were saying about the lockdown video about the contrast between Brighton thriving and everything, and then completely sure. empty. And like yeah. that was honestly one of the most beautiful videos I think I've seen. Wow, dude. shared <laughs> shared it everywhere, and then people were like, "Whoa." you know Sylvan? <laughs> I've just seen his videos on Instagram. They're so cool. I'm oh, like, okay, man. yeah. But Dude, thanks so much. That, that's, I really appreciate that. I feel like this it. podcast is just us flattering Sylvan. Yeah, yeah dude, like, I wasn't expecting this. I was expecting you guys going, to dig me out and be like, oh, what are you doing? Right? So, I mean, we, right could, we could easily do that. Like. <laughs> no, no, I like it. How's it, how's it going? Keep it going. <laughs> so so have, you, have, you, have you lost a lot of work through the lockdown or are you still... Definitely, yeah. Have you, have you had any projects... I have so I say definitely like as if I've lost loads of stuff but realistically mm. like I was really lucky in terms of we've talked about this before I think Joel but like editing jobs are really clutch at the moment oh yeah and I think it was really I mean I had been to Ireland like a couple weeks before lockdown and shot a music video there and oh, then wow. I had like another video actually it was a Brighton lifestyle video so it was very it was it's what I had footage for the um the lockdown video for like that was okay. that was for the before footage was from this other video that I was doing for. Um, I think I bumped into you when you were recording that. Yeah, in the oh, lanes, wow. dude. I yeah, was walking through the lanes and I just saw Sylvan with a gimbal on the I floor. I forgot about that. Wow. <laughs> he was just like, he there was you like, go. Oh hey, and I'm like, oh hi. <laughs> See, Angus is actually secretly connected to the whole video. Yeah. That's why it's so yeah. beautiful. I, I'm in it. I'm in it. Like, exactly, you're in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, did, did you have any like projects like cancelled, cancelled like before, or? I think I had like. I had a couple of projects that were cancelled. I think, like, if I could count, probably, like, three or four, but they were all, like, smaller ones, like, chilled, like, oh, we're thinking of doing this, can we talk about it? And then it's, like, you don't hear from them again because it's, like, yeah. everyone's struggling in their own way, of course. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think 
I mean, yeah, editing jobs are clutch. <laughs> yeah, it's and so, things you so can do important. at home. I've seen a lot um, of people being creative with the like, um, like a lot of photographers I know, and even some videographers like trying to set up their own like mini studio as soon as lockdown hit, and then mm-hmm. they would like get in touch with brands and be like, "Hey, I've got this home studio. I can shoot your stuff. You send it to me, and I'll, I'll yeah. like, I'll do a cool thing." It's like it's so. I've seen a lot of, in general, we've seen a lot of really cool creative ideas coming out from people, which is really nice to see, especially yeah. in a time where people are struggling a lot so so much of this stuff will will stick as well like i've mm. i've like my my old work where yeah. i used to used to work at a production company they they had just set up their like their new studio just before lockdown yeah but then then went into lockdown being like oh like you can come and like film your stuff it'll all be like social distanced and all of that for stuff sure. and you can still work as you would be especially for these like events and stuff that yeah. need need like presenters and stuff yeah and it was just so so good to see like how they like innovated it and how how productive they were they were still getting like shoots in and stuff even though yeah. everyone else had stopped and yeah I think I think that's the that's the big one and with these events as well like it's a little bit sad because obviously all three of us last year kind of went round the the circuit of especially like the like the like the Christian music event uh, festivals yeah, and man. stuff like that yeah. and just seeing just seeing like big church day out the other day and obviously i i was fortunate enough to be able to put put some stuff together for that mm. but um like just not being there in person and the the way that like all three of us kind of helped create the content for that last year it was yeah. it was really kind of mm. kind of kind of sad just to sit really back sad, and just yeah. be like oh like we found this, we found a comment thing. from from Joel's account on one of the big church day outposts from last year going can't wait to do it all again next oh, year oh man I saw that you posted that in your like, story I was that like that no. did not age well oh <laughs> yeah. yeah I saw that it was funny yeah, yeah it was man it's, yeah. It, was, it was on the business account so nobody oh, okay. knew it was me yeah <laughs> <laughs> until, um, until I exposed you until you exposed <laughs> me but um, but yeah, yeah I remember last year you obviously you, you weren't on, a, on the team with us at big church out you were doing other bits and pieces but yeah at david's tent um both you and me kind of ran around and did something for that, that was yeah, and, that was um, good that was super fun like and those are those those are those sorts of times are probably some of my favorite shoots Definitely. in in what we've what we've done just because like the the feel good factor you've got the like the nice weather and we obviously came up with something really nice in the end so. yeah definitely but like what what would you say that your like favorite type of shoot is if if you had to pick one style or like genre. i i mean i don't want to be boring but i would almost say the same because mm. i mean david's tent specifically there's definitely other shoots i enjoy a lot but david's tent specifically like that was a really fun shoot mm. it was amazing just being in a crowd of people that were all like there to to like worship god and that was like really beautiful mm. to see and and the, the you know the energy in the in the room was incredible like you yeah. can really feel it like pulse through your heart but um like shooting that was really fun and like coming up with a creative idea and yeah it's definitely like it's just like it's like it's an adventure in its own like the whole shoot is like an adventure you're yeah. coming up with ideas and yeah i think that especially with with that one i remember we we arrived and we 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 didn't we knew, we knew what we what we were there to achieve but yeah. there was still like a question behind like how we were going to tell the story yeah definitely and that that kind of like coming up with bits and pieces as we spot. went and and like kind of placing it together throughout the weekend was amazing i, re- I remember going to to chat with them and they were like like this is this is like this this video we want it just to be like another form of worship and mm. and like just just like kind of 
allow allow yourself to be creative like but whatever ideas you think will work together and mm. having that kind of creative freedom to then make what we did i think would have been completely different if they were like oh like we want this this and this and it, it yeah, just wouldn't totally. have flowed like that and i think those those sorts of shoots are like super important to like or like or that kind of mindset going into shoots is Definitely. so important like it's great to have a plan and it's great to have a storyboard totally. and all of that stuff but sometimes especially those sorts of shoots if you can kind of just be picking up stuff as you go and you're you're going to be constantly like thinking of new ideas and finding new things to do and yeah. i think yeah i think with with that though that i would agree that's probably one of my favorite definitely kind of i think what shoot. i've always found with with that with the sort of the, uh, the christian festival kind of shoot is it's like you're constantly inspired everywhere you go because there's always stuff happening like because totally. pe because people are you know do doing their thing basically <laughs> it's like you go yeah. even just walk through a camp or whatever and you're like oh there's so much stuff here there's so much like joy there's so much whatever and yeah. it's like things that inspire you to to make stuff i know when we were doing big church day out and our sole focus was was socials for it's sure like we yeah, gotta, yeah. gotta put out these it was these, a different these, vibe like, and stories energy, and stuff like, and it's like yeah. let's find the energy on this site let's not try and like go for you know oh right okay i'm gonna go do a camp one now it's like no i'm just gonna mm. walk around the site see what happens yeah. and i did i did that you know there was quite a few that i actually just walked walked around just like you know maybe i went and saw people i knew or whatever to try and get them to do something funny for the camera but mainly yeah. just like looking for for the for the sources of, of joy and this also, and i get guess that ties back to you know <laughs> walking around brighton and, go, <laughs> and you know just going yeah where can i find inspiration and creativity totally and it's the same experience yeah. yeah and it's awesome it's really cool yeah yeah what's it like working with joel then <laughs> oh man he's what's terrible. your opinion <laughs> <laughs> no honestly it was really fun that was like i think collaboration wise that's like one of the best jobs i've had in terms of like collaborative effort of like both mm. of us just having our own creative ideas because and... i wasn't there <laughs> we, no, I, I, I remember Joel's, i remember yeah every Sylvan, you can tell the you can tell okay. the story. Basically, Joel loves you, Angus. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I miss Angus. I wish you know, he was we'd here." Just, we'd just done um, Soul Survivor when you went off to Davis Ten. We'd, mm -hmm. we'd done a week shooting at Soul Survivor, and let me tell you, spending a week with Joel that was too much. That was too much. Joel. I only had um, I only had three days, so I was like, "Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I think weekend shoots are perfect. Week long shoots, no, I'm never doing them again. Um, but like, it was." It was so funny because he'd come off of it and he was like, oh, I just really want to stick around for the next week, but oh. I'm getting paid at Davis <laughs> So I'm not going to do that. And then the whole week he yeah. was messaging me going, I miss you. I miss you. I miss I know, you. It was so funny. I want to be back. Great. I want to come back. It's like, yeah. So Angus just has a, has a nice vibe when we, when we shoot. He's oh, just like, yeah, man. He's I'll be running around. Yeah, I'll be running around stressing out about getting some shot, and then he'll just like say something, and then I'll just like, oh, okay, this is quite fun. <laughs> um, I, remember, I remember vividly. Um, it was like the second to last day of Soul Survivor. We were we we were mad stretched. I remember because we were that highlights video. Mm -hmm. It went out. Well, they showed it on the final meeting. So that was like what, like seven o'clock. So it had to be done by like six thirty, like max. And then we just ran it over. We ran it over just on a hard drive on my. I think I airdropped it to the laptop in the end or something. Yeah. So like it was maybe five o'clock. And we had about 30 seconds to fill. And Joel was like, I'm just going to go color grade. I'm like, no, 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 we need to go shoot stuff. So we just ran around asking people to fake laugh and like fake smile while we filmed them. 
and we, you do what we, you we do. managed to pull together about 30 seconds of gold we managed and, yes. but but joel joel the whole time was just like oh no i just need to color grade this like oh this clip is looking really warm and i'm like i don't care <laughs> we got a deadline like but yeah. i think we, i love that i love that end. about you because you do always strive for ex- excellence even though we even if we're on a deadline um, yeah <laughs> It's Sometimes good when you have a duo thing. of you, like you two are a perfect example of like a duo that's like one of you is really striving for something, one of you is being more realistic about it and you kind of <laughs> combine perfectly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's really good. It's like you bring, you pull each other back to the perfect like balance of right, what you're no, doing. We're supposed to be complimenting you. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what, what an ending yeah. that was though, at the end of that, like just going in, how, how many people were at Soul Survivor? That week was... Uh, what ten thousand maybe ten thousand and just seeing ten ten thousand people all reacting to a video that there was, was just kind of like there was one together. transition that we did um which was shooting uh someone holding out like a um holding out like a drink or whatever and then we like shut up and then it went over to a basketball and the whole tent went whoa it was just like because it was the first thing we did that was the first thing we shot for that video was that transition yeah and the and whole time we built everything around it and then nice. everyone was just like, whoa. <laughs> so satisfying. That's a good feeling, right? Yes, yeah, so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I miss nice. those. I miss, I miss those, those days. Shoes. But I think I've just I've got one last question for you. Okay. And I think this this question is it it might even be like a little question that we ask all of our guests, but Nice. Um what I'm do ready. you what do you see like where where do you see yourself in the next five five years Ooh, feel what, like what's I'm a the kid dream? again <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to be what's when you dream? grow up <laughs> exactly I no be for real astronaut. i mean <laughs> damn it you stole my, my answer um to be honest uh there's three things i say I'm, I'm really passionate about at the moment those the creative side of those things is definitely music i'm really keen on when it comes back to the like, discussion we were having earlier about like telling a story and like having sending like sending positive messages out in the world, I feel like music and filmmaking are very powerful tools for that. Mm. Um, so in that sense, those two, those like filmmaking and music, are definitely a big passion of mine. And then also just working on myself and like working on a relationship with God and different things like that. It's like mm. like I think just those three things like keeping me like solid and grounded to what I really want to strive to be in in the future. I think is. The main thing for me very good that was answer. a better answer than we could have ever predicted yeah. <laughs> well done well done i don't, well, I don't think guys. everybody's answers are going to be that good <laughs> you never know never know, never know. You, you've set the bar you've set the bar well awesome. we've actually got a, a little video uh, oh, yeah. entry from last week yes so last um, week we we, we asked because we were because we mumbled on about gear for about an hour um, and some people actually listened to the whole thing which was so <laughs> surprising but we asked people to submit like some videos or something um, about what gear they're using, and we've had we've had like a little submission, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> only so one. Only <laughs> one. We'll take it. This this yeah. one. Um, so this is from Mikey Oldfield, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play it down the mic um, just so you can all hear it, and then we'll we'll add it in post. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Joe and Angus, uh, been loving your podcast. And on the last episode, you said, get in touch, let us know who you are, where you're from, what you're doing, and what gear you're using. Um, first of all, he doesn't love self-promotion. And second of all, I could actually really do with some help. Um, so I'm Mikey. I am a cinematographer and video content creator based in Southampton. 
I do loads of the same stuff you do. I'm on the church scene, uh, currently doing live stream stuff every week. And uh, yeah, I've done all the big church day out and things like that. So I relate with a lot of what you're doing. And for the last year and a half, I've been using the FS5. Um, it's been great. It was a big move for me. I went up from a Canon 5D to FS5. And I've loved it. But I'm just in the process of thinking about changing gear now. And I was on the brink of purchasing the Pocket 4K from Blackmagic. Um, and now I'm wondering about whether to hold off for something that's full frame, something that will come out in the future, or um, to keep saving and get the Ursa Mini Pro. Um, thing is, like, I want the stuff like a gimbal and a wireless follow focus and um, a new set of lenses and all of that. So there's lots to weigh up. I've probably got currently about three or four grand budget. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Amazing. By full frame, he means he wants to spend a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think the first thing to take from that, which I think um, is still something that I still see that isn't understood properly in the world, is that the pocket cinema camera is a cinema camera. It's not yeah. a DSLR. And yeah. I think and I, and um, I think he's hit the nail on the head basically of actually having to weigh up between an Ursa and a pocket gives shows the pocket how much shows by magic how much the pocket is is valued as a as a camera now like. Yeah, it's absolutely. such an incredibly like versatile piece of gear for mm. such a low price. <laughs> I still price. don't believe how it's that cheap. And yeah, it is I crazy think people think see about. that and go, oh, it's a DSLR, but it's not. Like, you know, um me and Sylvan both have mirrorless. We're both shooting on the on the G, on the Lumix. I'm I'm yeah. on a GH4, but you're on a GH5. GH5. Um and that yeah, it's a mirrorless, but it is, it's the same form factor as a DSLR. You get incredible battery life on it. You get incredible, all that sort of stuff. The mm -hmm. Pocket is not the same as that. The Pocket, you know, you need to build it out with a battery. You need to build it out with with a monitor, mm. things like that. He was saying, obviously, gimbal, follow focus, stuff like that. Yeah. We build the Pocket out f a fair amount, don't we, Joel? It's like yeah. chuck, an yeah, well, chuck an external battery, be... external hard drive, stuff like that on it. Yeah, um, even even a monitor, like, yeah. as, much as, I, as much as the screen's great, it's... Yeah. It's doesn't not the sweat. it's not the sharpest thing, and it doesn't flip. So yeah, exactly. It's, so you, although you've I've got seen, to spend I've seen a lot. That there is a company that tilter, yeah. yeah, that make that modify them to have a tilting screen. Yeah, that's true. That's quite cool. It's um, really cool. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think from from experience owning owning both of those cameras, obviously, as I've said in previous podcasts, <laughs> I'm I'm still striving for that kind of full frame look without Oof. having to like like Get sacrifice yeah like mm. i i had the i had the a7s for a bit but i just couldn't couldn't get what i wanted out of it in terms of like color and like the like the bit like whatever and that's why i kind of went towards the black magic stuff but if if they did bring out a a full frame camera i would very much be interested in in it, like even just like checking it out and seeing seeing whether it was worth it but if if someone comes to me and says, "Can I, can I get a, or shall I get a pocket, or shall I get an Ursa?" I'm always going to tell them to get an Ursa, depending on what they want to do. I find I find and the footage you get out of an Ursa is just like leaps and bounds above anything you'll be able to get out of a mm. pocket. Like you can definitely tell the difference between their footage. And while they I are, mean, they do pair very nicely. Um, 
I find that I actually really like shooting with the Ursa because of its form factor. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like I could easily go handheld with an Ursa for a day, but yeah. I can't with a pocket because it's just such a different style of form factor. Yeah, and obviously you got to remember, sure. neither of them have got in-body stabilisation, have they? No. 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 But the, the so, weight of the Ursa kind of helps. The weight of the Ursa really helps. Like we, like um, I, f- I found the perfect shooting position with the Ursa is great. The problem is when you're shooting with an Ursa for a day, you've really got to be hench. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's so, so, so it's tough. What right. I would say is, if, if you want to go for the Ursa, definitely do it if you've got the, the budget behind you. But mm. you say that you want a gimbal, you say you want all of this stuff, like gimbals for the Ursa probably start at about two grand. Yeah. Probably um, more. <laughs> and, then, and then you want to go and get like an easy rig and stuff like mm. that, otherwise your back's going to be killing you after 20 minutes. So yeah. I think... Joel's, I would, Joel's I had an Ursa for a year and then went and bought an easy rig. <laughs> yeah, like... I I caved I caved yeah. but I think I think from from what you said you've got about four grand to spend um, what I would probably do is I'd pick up a a 4k a pocket 4k along with potentially like my my style of shooting is very much like a 35 and a 50 range for mm. for lens wise so I'd probably go for like may, maybe just some like Samyang Cine lenses or something like that just like really budget but pretty high quality definitely high quality stuff and then you can fit the with, with a bit of an adaption you can fit a pocket on like a ronin s or a zion crane or something like that so you could you could easily do that and then you've got just a little bit more more money to spend on things like like maybe getting like a speed booster or getting some like pro mist filters or something just to make make that that extra kind of look that you'll want to to get and i've, I've actually heard that if you put a a like the the Metabone speed booster on the pocket, it turns it into an even bigger sensor or sensor range than the Ursa. So it actually makes the sensor technically More bigger. Frame, yeah. yeah. The so, thing I will spend so long in my life saving up for is a Metabone speed booster. Yeah, I, I still don't have one. It will so cost me more what. than it cost me to buy my camera. Second it's hand. really <laughs> close to the price of the actual camera itself, yeah. especially yeah. the pocket. Like yeah, I've but, got one on mine, but it was like a long time ago. So yes. I, I my pain it's is so gone. worth it though <laughs> and <laughs> yeah yeah so i think the the thing that i'm i'm always looking for is that kind of usability but for the price and especially as you said you might want to get like a um some form of wireless follow focus if you can then get a pocket all rigged out and stuff and then still have like a little bit of money left that that follow focus will do you so much good for just getting those like shallow depth gimbal stuff and mm. that's kind of that's kind of my take on it i would yeah. say i'd say go for the pocket unless you can get more budget to then rig out an how Ursa. much more budget mm. do you reckon um because what are the new the newer so many pros are retailing for how much um Fine. you can get them you can get them you can get the the v1 second hand for like three grand now i think oh really okay um so, so maybe so it's, a, a it's, couple it's not more too grand, bad. Like, yeah, like worst case scenario, what what you could do is you could just run it like how I've done it, in a way that you have the Ursa is like your A cam, and then you'll just get like a, a a like a like a pocket on a gimbal, and you can kind of run that as a as a B cam just for the gimbal stuff. I think that's probably the best thing to do mm-hmm. uh, if you can afford that. But I'd also if, say if you can only pick one up, get the get the pocket. I'd also say if you're used to shooting with an FS5, the Ursa is going to be a much like easier transition. 
Um, way easier to, to be to be fair but, though the, the, the fs5 isn't actually that heavy is it no it's not although it's so, definitely I, not as heavy as the ursa i've never shot on an fs5 i shot on an fs7 so i'm assuming that's the fs7 is quite light as well yeah i think the fs5 is even lighter than the fs7 so right. yeah it's smaller yeah. so it will be a bit of a an adjustment but just get like a shoulder rig or something on it mm. um but yeah my my thoughts is the pocket what are you guys thinking who wants to go first <laughs> you can go first okay pocket um, <laughs> no so like genuinely i think that I, i'm i'm gonna agree with joel on this one and say the pocket's a better idea but i also think if you're gonna go for the pocket you have a lot of extra well not a lot you've got a decent amount of extra budget to spend so mm-hmm. i would say rig it out to like get a bit more weight on it like a back back battery like a v-mount or something to to like kind of get more of a similar experience to shooting with an fs5 or fs7 or uh, so wherever it is Mm. um so that you can go handheld and have like because obviously handheld is so different on a mirrorless camera to a cinema camera that's Mm. looks completely different um and then you obviously have opportunity to have a gimbal as well which would definitely yeah you kind of have more flexibility i think with the pocket in terms of what you can get i always think of the just a little curveball oh sorry sorry just a little curveball what do you think from well both of you really um probably more more sylvan Wow. What do you think about chucking the the idea of like a GH5 in there? Oh, oh, hello. How do you think? <laughs> you've obviously used used the the pocket and the Ursa, and then you obviously use the the GH5 on like a daily basis. Yeah. How do you think they compare? And would would you potentially say that that could be a an option to look into? So I would love to say yes. And in a lot of ways, yes. <laughs> but like, like the GH5 has served me really, really, really well. And it's been a workhorse of a camera. But what I've been leaning to more, leaning towards more is um, like the cinematic quality of the videos. And you can definitely go, go get fine, fine cinematic quality with the GH5. But I think mm. the things that stand out to me as most important at the moment are probably if at the top is dynamic range because that's mm-hmm. what gives you the cinematic look and the gh5 is not amazing no. even with vlog which i don't even have but joel knows that um <laughs> i still don't understand how sylvan has had how long have you had a gh5 for since like, it came out so like three two three years and just never bought vlog no just can't like 80 pounds get a thing i don't know it's, I, it's, probably, it's really I, off-putting for me because i'm like oh i want to shoot in vlog but it's 80 quid and while it's not yeah. actually a lot of money in the grand scheme of things not it's still 80 quid and it's like just to get like a serial code and it's like every, every time i get sylvan in on a shoot i'm like have you got have you got vlog yet it's like, no, like, no but i have a lot that turns cine d into vlog <laughs> <laughs> one day, i mean one day one yeah. day we'll get it to you yeah um, maybe we should buy it as yeah. like a birthday present for him <laughs> yeah <laughs> vlog oh my god so you can buy nice. me vlog for my birthday as well that'd be great yeah there you go <laughs> but yeah i think i think that kind of wraps it yeah. up yeah, I was I, what I was um, going to say. I was just going to say that I do. I always think of the pocket as a as the brain of a, of a cinema camera instead of an actual yes. camera on its own. Yeah, I think of very it as, true. as you know, like even when you, when you're looking at like Reds, for instance, you buy the the brain of the camera and then stuff around mm-hmm. it. I always think of yeah. the pocket as that instead. If you think of, of it as a similar experience yeah. to that, yeah. Because if you use a pocket on its own, you're gonna cause yourself so many problems oh yeah so you've always got to build it out even if it's just a battery and external hard drive i know people who shoot on the pocket with sd cards and i'm like i you know yeah. all of your sd cards are 512 gigabytes and you can only get what how much on it like an hour maybe yeah, not even yeah. maybe not even that like you know yeah and it's like well you might as well just invest in other things and so i think you have to build it out 
For sure. Um, which, I mean, you've still got to do with the Ursa a bit, but Definitely. not as much, you know. You no. can still, you could still reliably use the Ursa on its own. Um, yeah, 100%. Mm. Not yeah. to drag it on too much, but you know, we, we, all, we all know that Zach has the 6K, the Pocket 6K. Yeah. And I think it's, he's got quite like an interesting middle ground. Like he's got a bit more weight on the camera because he's got a V-mount. Like he's, he's mounted the yes. camera on top Underneath, of the V-mount. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he shoots on like Seafast um, cards. So it's like he's got, he's got a kind of like an in-betweener, which I guess works well for him. But and yeah. that works really well. He's, yeah. he's very good with like handheld in general. Though, Definitely, so, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, he's yeah he's he's always been like very very good with how he's moving the camera and keeping totally. it steady so yeah um but yeah but i yeah. think amazing i think that wraps it up i think uh, one quick thing you might have noticed if you're watching a clip of this we are we're now filming these episodes yeah, for the unfortunately for the, for the near future at least <laughs> um so do go and follow our instagram because uh see that is going content. to be you can a see little... how extra Joel is. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, your setup's gonna be. Silly. I'm just, I'm just working with what I've got, boys. We were, we, yeah, we were saying before oh, we sure. started recording that, <laughs> that me and Sylvan both do music, and yet we've got cheaper gear, like sound gear, than than Joel has bought in the past three weeks. <laughs> just, it doesn't make sense. You man. do three episodes of a podcast, and you drop what nearly <laughs> five hundred quid that. getting sound gear. It's just, it's not just the podcast. Yeah, I right. will use it for work. But oh, definitely. Yeah, right. yeah, it definitely. also it also helps a little bit. For yeah. podcasts. I'll be interested um, to see what like um, After Effects animations you'll be doing on the Instagram and stuff. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah. If if anyone's got any ideas for that, let us know. I spent about four hours doing typography for a one second clip, and then oh, that was you. It didn't, shout, it yeah, didn't, shout, it shout didn't even get Anderson shared around that much. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh. every, every, everyone thinks that I made that. By the way, really great. And well, I have, to, I, have to, I have to just be like, oh, that wasn't actually me. That's great because um, it means that I'm definitely <laughs> I, getting I, somewhere. I, I thought I thought it was Angus as well. Oh, cute. No, sorry, I thought it was Joel. <laughs> oh. Um, Sorry. Right, Sylvan can go. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave now. <laughs> yeah, just, just leave now. But brilliant, guys. Thank you for listening. This if has been awesome. If you've uh, if you've reached this far, mm. we're going to do a little another one of our little DM challenges. Yeah. What what Syl- Sylvan? We'll leave this to you. What emoji shall we be telling these guys to? Oh wow. What's your favorite What's your emoji? favorite emoji? Shall I look on my phone and see what the first one that comes? Although, up? sorry, yours yeah. isn't emoji, is it? Is what's the what's it called? Emoji. Is it? Androids. Yes, yeah, Android emoji. Oh, Android. It? Android that. emoji. Yeah. I'll do it on WhatsApp so it, it mimics. Uh, oh, man. So, to be honest, so, it's so, just a laughing face. Cause oh. So, so, I, so the, the, last, the last one was a squirrel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe a monkey so, then. Okay, so... Monkey. so monkey. Is there a monkey, monkey. emoji? Oh, yeah. Bro, there's like three <laughs> or four. Bro. <laughs> so we've right. got... Monkey emoji. We've got a monkey, monkey emoji followed by... Um, a, a, like an at tag of somebody that you would love to hear us talk to on the podcast. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's mm. a good one. Mm. Nice. So, Brilliant. if you can do do the monkey followed by at blank, and we will do our best Great. to have a chat with said person. That's so perfect. I hope you all have a lovely week. Obviously, be realistic um, with it. Don't like <laughs> Casey Neistat. Yeah, we can get him. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, I hope I hope you all have a lovely week. Thank you so much, Sylvan, for coming in. My yeah, pleasure. Thank you guys for from, having me from the comforts of your own of your own home. Thank you for um, like overwhelming me with compliments and. You're laughs. welcome. It'll, it'll never happen again. Too much. It'll no, never good. happen again. Okay. Next time I see you, 
Sylvan your crap. <laughs> okay, I appreciate it. It'll be a nice change for me. Humble yeah, me a right. bit more. Yeah. <laughs> and Brilliant. on that note, we will see you all next week. Yeah. Bye bye. See you later, later boys. people.